Sorry, grease I'm all leaning, over my leaning away while I crunch my <laughs> finish that sentence greasy girl there's grease all over my tits <laughs> <laughs> have I got olive herbs in my teeth no oh. do I you didn't see my teeth I did <laughs> just corn do I <laughs> then no can you hear that you're chewing mm. sort of sounds like someone walking on snow that's nice <laughs> Oh my god, it really does. Oh my god. Oh my god. A is for anything. B for baby blue. C is classy clams and clogs. D for doggy doo. That's terrible. E is easy. F for flange. G for gallon. H for ham. I for idiot. You're an idiot. I'm an idiot. Jerry. K is kooky. L for lads. Lager ladies. Lads, lads, lads. M for mummy. N for knock knock. Who's there? Pee pee who? Pee pee who? Pee pee who? for ugly. V for Venus. W for W. X is hard to comprehend. Why can't I just reach the end? Z for zebra. Zink and zany. Spagliones. Zip zip. Zucchini, zoo and zoo and zippelin too. The alphabet is really cool. A is for, A is for, A is for, A is for, A is for. Oh, it's good to be back, isn't it, girls? It is good to be back. Yeah. We haven't, in real time, done this for a while. It's actually been over a year. That is truly. Although I don't know whack. if we should disclose that. Fact. I think they get it from our chat about the Queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That slip of the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. R.I.P. Obviously, first chance to say so on air. <laughs> yeah, we've been... This is the reason we've come back. <laughs> this is say R.I.P. Apologies episode. <laughs> In memoriam. Which A was for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. But no, we are back. And we've come back to do much like... Our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. <laughs> We've come back to do an Easter special. Yes. Um, that's yeah. That's a great little term for the resurrection, isn't it? The Easter special. <laughs> that's what the disciples called it. <laughs> See Jesus's Easter special. Um, um, but how have you been, Marika? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, very well, thank you, Gina. <laughs> What about you, Jelly? Yes, yes. I've been well, thank you, Marika. <laughs> I'm glad that we are able to just distinguish who we all are, because yeah. sometimes I get confused. <laughs> Me too. Yes. Me So too. I'm Gina, and you are... I am Marika. Right. And who's that? And I'm Jelly. Okay, great. And together... We, we are... are... The, the A is for... Okay. Charming. 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 <laughs> well, I'm only too aware that I've said I will kick us off today mm-hmm. with yes. my Easter special topic of Judas. Judas. <laughs> um, which, as often is the case, I think we all sometimes regret our choices in life and on the podcast. And <laughs> Judas was tough to grapple with may I interject briefly yes please do <laughs> or do, so, do so solidly <laughs> for the entirety of well I'm just interested perhaps you're going to go into this but I'm interested by the way that you said you alluded to the fact that Judas regretted his choice did I say that <laughs> no you did you said like Judas we all regret oh no I think I said as in life oh. <laughs> sorry that's but weird. I actually that it is relevant that you should say that because okay. 
he did regret his choices, according to some. What I must say before I start anything, <laughs> Sorry, I'm throwing you right off the. No, it's fine. It's meat. fine because I'm I'm totally I'm <laughs> thrown off the meat. Isn't that an expression? You throw someone off the meat. That is disgusting. <laughs> I mean, the traditional one is throw them off the scent. I yeah. think that's what you mean. No, don't. <laughs> I don't think the meat. <laughs> Has ever been something anyone was thrown off? Speak yourself. You haven't seen me at a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's happened already. <laughs> How long did we last? Two, two minutes. Which <laughs> hasn't even started. Uh, hashtag Toby Carvery. <laughs> oh God, I feel very happy. Mm. Yeah, it's the glee at being back together. I think. Yes. Also. We do have producer Will in the room. We do. Which we, haven't, we haven't had before, which is very exciting. It does add an extra thrill. <laughs> Go on, holla, Will. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Judas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so seriously, what I have to say before I say anything about Judas is, obviously, in researching Judas, I had to get stuck in <laughs> with the old, not the old, with the New Testament. <laughs> um... And here's what I learned. The Bible, or remembered, in fact, the Bible is so boring and also quite difficult to read. So I think you have to really love it. <laughs> you have to really love it to read it. Um, and people do. And obviously people do. It's the obviously best, people it do. It's the best-selling book <laughs> on the planet. I swear to God. It is. You don't have to be crying. I swear to God, right hand on the Bible. It's the best-selling book in the world. Have either of you read it the whole way through? No, no way. Have you? I've read bits of it. I think my experience with the Bible prior to this week was kind of translated child-friendly version mm -hmm. for wow. religion at school. And I found it boring then. But try the real Bible. Small font. The problem is, so you've got these guys, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, <laughs> and they have their Gospels in the New Testament. And basically everything we know about Judas is in the Gospels of those four. <laughs> I don't know what book that was. just fell over. If it's oh, a Bible. It's a Bible. <laughs> what? This one? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Oh my God. What is it? Tamburlaine the Great. <laughs> the Bible to some. <laughs> it's a play. Uh, Honestly, that was a message. Well, it was. That was Ma been... Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. Yeah. Shooting you down for saying they're boring. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. The problem is they repeat each other a lot. Mm. And so there are different versions of events in each of their Gospels. Right. Much and like life, you would say, though. Well, I would. It's, like, it's, it's, equivalent, <laughs> it's equivalent to reading four different newspapers on the same day. So they're reporting yeah. the same events and they have roughly the same gist of it, but they all have a slightly different slant. Do they tend to have a slant that they carry through each story as having like, not read the entirety of the <laughs> new testament i'm not able to comment from your wikipedia research i don't know what like they do they have an agenda yeah basically probably yeah who doesn't who doesn't yeah. but i didn't get that far and what i wanted to say is that if i say something happened during this episode it could be according to any one of them i'm not going to say oh according to luke this because it's too boring okay and i don't even know who said what i just jotted down some some random stuff so, without any further ado, Judas, I don't know when he was born. 
<laughs> wow, you really did just jump down some random stuff. I, I actually, because it, it didn't show, it just says when he died. But then right before we started recording, I was like, someone must know when he was born. So I punched it into the internet and they've said 3 BC. Wow. So, 3 BC. Should we just go with it? Why not? BJ. Before, before Julie. Julie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Let's cut to the chase. Judas was one of the 12 apostles who were the highest tier of disciples of Jesus Christ. So he was a firm friend, I would say, and a follower of the teachings of Jesus. And the reason we have Easter, of course, is because Jesus was crucified and then resurrected. And Judas is the one that got him killed. That's, if we can sum it up... (laughs) Neatly. Yeah, that sounds right Who is to me. It? And his name is synonymous with betrayal and treachery. But is that correct? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Marika, you said before you wanted a sense of what and why. Yes, please. Um, it actually is very difficult to no. find a really concrete reason <laughs> for why Jesus was arrested or wanted by local officials. But I think essentially, again, I'm so sorry to any Bible fans... Bible fans. What, Christians? Christians, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was seen as a threat by the Roman authorities and by the religious Jewish authorities. And the combination of the political and religious threat that he posed was enough that meant people wanted him. And Judas handed him over to the officials in exchange for 30 pieces of silver. And what happened is after the Last Supper... The officials came to the Garden of Gethsemane, where they been were. There. I've been there. Have you? I think I might have been there as well. Yeah, Aww. it's beautiful. Been there. <laughs> been there. <laughs> and um, that's when Judas kissed Jesus, and the kiss was the identification of who Jesus was <gasps> to the officials. So the kiss of Judas is is the moment in which he betrays him. What is that kind where of the, kiss? The kiss of death comes from. <laughs> I think it was a kiss on the cheek, Marika. Just checking. Rather than a kiss on the penis or, <laughs> or, or mouth <laughs> oh my god another book has fell again <laughs> we have upset the lord the lord does not like to kiss on the penis <laughs> oh my god for the listeners there's a bookshelf in this studio and every time I've said something blasphemous a book has fallen over <laughs> Terrifying. Was it the same book? Or no, another book. book. No, it's, it's, that, it's, it's the it's, one oh above. My God. A thousand years of London. A thousand years of London streets. Okay, it's, that's not no, particularly not very relevant. Written by a man though called Mike. Jesus, <laughs> by Jesus Christ, Mike Reed, R E A D. So yeah, he kissed uh, Jesus on the cheek, yeah. and that was the moment that he identified him to the crowd of people who arrested him. Then Jesus was tried for basically being blasphemous because he declared himself king of the Jews and so on a religious level he was proclaiming a lot about himself and then from a political position he was stirring up you know the the crowds <laughs> by by criticizing how things were run and really if you read it in as if you're reading a newspaper it's it's like a description of a cult leader Right, who has mm. who's got an amazing following and probably very charismatic, and it's just this dangerous figure that the authorities were not comfortable with. But of course, there's also 
the possibility he was the son of God. Yes. Oh, do you know what they ate at the Last Supper? I don't know what they ate, but I was going to ask what you think they ate. Something fishy. <laughs> Is that just because of the fish and the <laughs> Maybe, loaves? Yeah. Well, I know there was bread. Toby yeah. Carvery, I say. Toby Carvery, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. There was bread because that... So Jesus said... He basically predicted at the Last Supper one of the 12 apostles was going to betray him and be the cause of his death. And he said, whoever I hand this piece of bread to is going to be the one that betrays me. So he dipped his piece of bread, (gasps) dipped it and then handed it to Judas, which arguably means Judas had no free will in his actions because Jesus knew what he was going to do. Mm. And... (laughs) (laughs) So low. (laughs) And... um, he didn't really have any say in the matter. You know, if Jesus knew, yeah. then it's preordained. Yeah. So what's that about? Or did Jesus, in fact, talk Judas into betraying him? Well, oh, jelly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't remember when they found it, but it was first published in English in 2006 by National Geographic, the Gospel of Judas. It's dated about 100 A.D., or maybe 200 AD. So it's only about 100 years older than the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. But it's from Judas's perspective. And the argument in that is that Jesus chose Judas specifically because Judas had the most profound understanding of Jesus's teachings and Jesus had to die for the salvation of the human race. And he picked Judas to do it. I'm getting whiffs of Severus Snape. I was just yes. about to say it. So Judas is actually a good oh, guy. Well, according to the Gospel of Judas, which, you know, it's a bit of a biased Oh, yeah, source, that's true. But it is a, a possibility. It's fairly disregarded by, I think, most Christians, but it is a text that exists. God, that'd be so shit, wouldn't it? If, if actually it's the ultimate sacrifice to kind of libel yourself. Is that the correct... Yeah, I guess so. And besmirch (laughs) (laughs) your name for the good of the people. Yeah, but better than being crucified, I'd say. Yeah, but he comes back. Yeah, but ow! Spoiler alert. (laughs) I should add that Judas, upon finding out the fate of Jesus, i.e. crucifixion, uh, killed himself because he was so upset about it. That's quite sad then. Is that true? Fuck, I didn't well, according that to one died. of those lads. God, it's all heavy stuff, isn't it? It is all really heavy, and I'm so ill-equipped to talk about it. So should we just move on to Severus Snape and sort yeah. of betrayal generally? I was looking up other examples of betrayal in history. One of the other obvious ones is Brutus, who betrayed Julius Caesar. Brutus is just as cute as Caesar. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was really hoping someone would. What's the rest of the quote? We should all just stab Caesar. <laughs> That's how it ends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I can't remember the whole thing. So the plot to assassinate Julius Caesar, who had made himself dictator of Rome, mm. Brutus was one of his closest allies who was involved in the plot and was one of the key people in the plot. And the famous quote from Caesar as he died was, even you, Brutus. And it was like ultimate betrayal yeah it's also in Aladdin is it yeah what the Brutus <laughs> yes yep. it is you know Iago. that bit where they no they've just escaped to the little That's island film, actually. I do apologize. and it's the genie Aladdin and the rug and a uh, wait what's he called the monkey Apu. 
a poo. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it really? <laughs> Abu, 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 Abu. Crossing and over with our Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, the, the genie showing off his powers. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. But he's running through all his different powers, and then he turns into like um. I think it's like a sheep or something. He goes like, a Caesar salad. And he goes, et tu brute? Oh, yeah. Uh, like yeah. Really quickly afterwards. Yeah. Oh, that, I, and it really, good for me and Williams my brother impression. used to just say that to each other all et the time. Et tu brute? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's it. That's, like, that's how famous it is. I wonder if to be, as in, okay, this, I'm trying to say it like it's a profound thing. It's deeply obvious, but the closeness has to come side by side with betrayal. Because otherwise it's not betrayal, right? If the person that's doing it isn't someone that you never thought would do that to you. Yeah. Or someone that you trust, or so you someone. mean betrayal has to be the crux of it. Is it, it's someone that you trusted? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's a closeness there that's yeah. being exploited. Or in the case, so my other example of a historical one that I just found interesting was the the Rosenbergs. Do you know about the Rosenbergs? They were a couple Julius and Ethel, an American couple who, in 1953, they were convicted of conspiring to pass U.S. atomic secrets to the Soviet Union, Whoa. and they were executed on the electric chair. Woof! And it was quite a uh, contentious matter because lots of people thought they were innocent, and they always insisted that they were innocent. So there's a betrayal of your country yeah. and its interests. I guess For yes. Treason. The expectation from the the nation is that you have the support of the people yeah but even if them. you're a spy and you're selling secrets there's still the closest there in the network like you're still betraying people that you work with day to day probably do you know what I mean just to round us off I wanted to give a little nod to my favourite television programme of the past year The Traitors mm. oh yeah The Kiss on BBC when you said about the kiss on the cheek and they made them do that did they yeah a nice Welsh oh, lady yes. had to Amanda. kiss um, oh, Amos on the cheek. But we all loved the traitors, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were on it, would you like to be a traitor or a faithful? A faithful. I know what Jenny I'd like say. to be a traitor, but I'd find would it you? so stressful. You'd be very good at it. Not to say that you are traitorous. Yeah. Do you well, think we- Jelly would be good at it because she would give up so much of a thing of being like, oh my God, guys, who is it? My problem is that I go red very quickly if I'm at all under pressure or embarrassed or if I'm feeling any emotion I blush quite quickly so I feel like if everyone was like looking at me and I was having to talk my way out of a paper bag so to speak I would go red and immediately give it away I'd be the worst traitor in the world same I I show my my feelings and my my inner most thoughts on my face like a I, I big woolly red jumper I think I Willy Red too. Jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Willy. Ah, Willy. Is now the time to disclose our beef. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Spotify. Apple beef. Podcast beef. The person that we have beef with does not know. <laughs> they have no <laughs> who idea. Who we are. <laughs> We're sort of locked in a death grip. Yeah. <laughs> with Hannah, Hannah from, from Traitors. traitors. Basically, she has her own podcast and I've been closely monitoring <laughs> the number of five-star reviews the both of us have on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we were beating her, but she's closing in on us. She is closing in. And yeah. um, you know what? Best of luck to her. 
Oh, you've changed your <laughs> shoe. No. Best of luck to her. <laughs> I mean it. Because she's going to need it. Oh, she's going to need it. Lovely woman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> great podcast. Yeah, great podcast. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent face. Does that bring us to the end of your section, Gina? I'm happy to um, close it off and go for a wee. <gasps> I need one too. I need one too. And that brings us nicely on to <laughs> the Easter Bunny, who was a woman. <laughs> well, actually, potentially. She was. No, she is. She, she is. Really? Yeah. And she's not a bunny. <laughs> you crazy guys. She's a hare. She bloody is. Is she? Of yes. she is. She's German and there's the Uster hare, which is the Easter Uster hare. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. She's a hare, potentially an Arctic hare, which would explain the white fur. Love. Oh, yes. Well, I say potentially. That's kind of where I will end my section. So you can wait excitedly for that big reveal. I like to start at the end with the butt. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole concept of the Easter hare was first recorded about 1678 amongst German Lutherans. And it was kind of like a... A bit like Father Christmas. So the hare would choose who'd been naughty, who'd been nice, and then deliver sort of little eggies in the baskets to the good <laughs> the, the, the kitties. Um, mm. Yeah, which I never really realised that. No, me neither. No. But it was also eggs, candy, and toys. So <laughs> there's a slightly kind of boring explanation as to the origins of this egg-giving, egg-laying, hair bunny. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is German. <laughs> but actually, no, it's Frau Bunny. Uh, yeah, of course. Fraulein. So, basically, because hair are more frequently seen in springs. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny's just hissing <laughs> in the corner. Hair Bunny is really funny. Hair Bunny. <laughs> um, but they're more common in springtime in gardens. So, it's quite a good lie for parents a kind of father it's like oh it's the hair relieving the eggs for you to find in the garden the parents just put them out there which is not very magical or fun that also accounts for the Easter fox oh mm. which is the German Easter fox as well which apparently foxes it's the same diff because they're around a lot in spring they blame it on the foxes oh, <laughs> so leaving some eggs also in Sweden at Easter it's witches Ooh. so kids dress up as witches and go around asking for treats like Halloween but it's on Easter in France it's flying church bells that fly to the Vatican and come back with chocolate they come as little wrapped up chocolate chocky bells oh I think I've had the chocky bells I think I've had a chocky bell now can I just ask a very (laughs) quick quizzy about chockies and Easter in France does anyone no you can't (laughs) I won't be able to answer okay Jelly you've spent mucho time in France I know yeah but I'm already recall having had mini chocolate fish mm, is that yes, a thing yes yes okay. I have actually had that yeah delicious and lovely mm. why we don't oh. know <laughs> daddy I just wondered if there was an Easter. eastery reason for chalky fish in France maybe it's the fish if they get it from the Vatican could it be something to do with Jesus, Jesus fish well or, yeah or I was thinking like loaves and fish <laughs> the, fi- the feeding of the 5,000 5, 5,000 or 500 5,000 5,000. Mm. Mm. That's probably my favourite story. I love that story. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. The bells, the flies, the oh, bells, the flying bells. And then the in bells. Switzerland, it's a cuckoo, not a, not a bunny or a hen. Oh, I like the cuckoo, that's nice. Yeah. And the cuckoo does lay eggs. Yes, hey, Jenny. Now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> now, now we're cooking, cooking with, with gas. <laughs> um, also, there is European folklore that hares did lay eggs because oh, yeah. they don't have burrows. They sleep in what is called a form, which is like they make a kind of little nest in the grass and sleep in there. That's um, very sweet. Which could be confused for a lapwing's egg-filled nest because they, they're ground nesters. Yes. So in I, th- I guess in Germany... In springtime, these two things would be happening at once and you'd you'd find what you thought was a hare's form, but it would be a lapwing's nest and you'd go, well, the hare's laid a bunch of eggs. But they're not chalky. As in that's informed the myth? Well, there's many, many things. Okay. It's all very, very, very hazy. Well, isn't that just like our podcast? (laughs) Yes, it does suit the podcast because it's... You tug on one string and it all unravels. Yeah. Oh, also, just, sorry, slight digression, but a group of lapwings is called a deceit. Love it. Judas! I'm reading a book about birds at the moment and they have the best collective nouns. They're really good. A group of goldfinches is called a charm. Oh, Oh, that's lovely. Isn't that lovely? We all know murder of crows. And rooks. A parliament of rooks. Yeah, that's good. And a really good one, sorry. It's not bird related, but the collective noun for ferrets is a business of ferrets. That's, that's very incredible. Cool. Isn't that good? It's very ferret. If you've yeah, if you've ever met a ferret. Oh god, have I? Yeah. Where? I've met two. We had two. They you used to, to bring yeah. them over. Who's they? Who's they? <laughs> the Easter bunny. <laughs> the poacher. <laughs> Someone used to come and bring them over when I was growing up to go down rabbit holes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, so what happened in the 19th century is when the whole idea of the old bun bun Easter fun fun got really cemented just because of money spinning, boring corporate capitalists. Hallmark. Yeah, basically. Easter cards and toys and everything. And it was just a big selling point. In fact, Easter as a, gen- a whole, not just the bunny, <laughs> brings in $18 billion to Whoa. the US every year. Um, but they did say a lot of that is down to the bunny because it's such a big selling point. I was sent an Easter box by an American by a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> From an American. And they have these things called chicks. I think they were just called chicks. They're like marshmallowy little chicks. <laughs> okay. But they're the most sense. horrible fluorescent colours. Easter in this country, I feel, is like very... It's very lovely colours. It's all nice pastel-y. Yeah, spring, kind of, springtime. Of Mini course, eggs. It's commercial, but it is still kind of sweet and yeah, and gentle. Fluffy but rats. these were like fluorescent highlighter, pink, blue, green, yellow chicks. I don't feel like it's such... As in, well, you have the bank holiday and obviously you see you get the eggs. The eggs are around in the run-up to. But I don't feel like it's such a big holiday here. I, I, they do whack out the, the chalky eggs. They do, As yeah. soon as christmas is finished i haven't oh, seen yeah, they're out I on boxing day yeah what? i haven't seen any chalky eggs are you oh, absolutely jelly, are you kidding they're everywhere are they i yeah. haven't i haven't seen any yet oh you've not been Ooh. looking i suppose the cream eggs are cream eggs are big all right <laughs> the um capitalist sort of bunny transformation he's actually or she i think it is a she um an ancient symbol of fertility classic and there's theories about this because obviously Shagging like bunnies. Oh yeah, 
because and springtime. Yeah, they really do go for it and have a lot of babies. But when it comes to the hair, it was widely believed that the hair was a hermaphrodite. So the idea that it could reproduce without loss of virginity led to an association with the most famous virgin of them all, Mary. Yes, very good, Jelly. And was seen in paintings of her with the little baby Jesus. So with that in mind, fertility little hair. (laughs) Fertility little hair? Well, pagans would celebrate the arrival of spring with... Now, remind me, pagan is non... Non-religious. Yeah, it's like the, it's like pre prior to religion like entering. So they have it is kind of a religion though. No, it's, it's more like, like earthy. But it's like like associated with like Anglo-Saxon Celts, and it's kind of it's more yeah, it's more I guess attributed to sort of like stuff like magic and ye olde spirits, and there's Got like it. gods and goddesses. It's kind of like Midsummer the vibes. North European version of maybe like the more like Greek style of worship. Got it. If that makes sense? Yeah. Think woodland. Okay. <laughs> and like flower headdresses yeah. and like people dressed as like horses running around fires. Yeah, I think trad, that, trad barn. Wicker man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so they would celebrate the arrival of spring um, with celebrations, feasting, partying and prayers to the unseen forces ruling the earth. And that would all revolve around symbols of fertility, which is also where like eggs come from as well. Obviously, that's like the ultimate symbol of fertility but what was happening was Christianity was spreading throughout northern Europe sort of slowly and gently um, and the early missionaries didn't want to antagonise their prospective converts so they would kind of align themselves with much like Christmas the celebrations they already had in place and kind of bring themselves into those celebrations so they were Easter effectively was already being celebrated by pagans because of the advent of spring and summer coming and crops and everything like that so they kind of clocked onto this and then um, brought into their ideas of what Easter meant so they could bring them on board and then basically convert Northern Europe into a Christian continent Mm. so yeah that's why Easter the Easter date changes because it's based on a pagan solar calendar oh oh that's very interesting yeah it's the Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox that is so Makes sense because when I was looking at when Jesus died, it gave a specific date. Yeah. Okay, so this is where, yeah, like I said earlier, it's all very wishy-washy about like where the bunny really comes from. So basically, there is a pagan goddess called Istra, and the only reference to her that is written down is by this English monk called Bede, St. Bede who was born in 673 and died in 735, so a long time ago. Mm. And he wrote about her in his work, The Reckoning of Time, and he says, pagan Anglo-Saxons worshipped her as a goddess of dawn, light, cross... I read that as crisps. Crops. (laughs) What? Crisps and fertility. (laughs) Basically the same thing, isn't it? Crisps and crops. Yeah, pretty much. That's what they're there for. Yeah, yeah. Her big time of year was obviously Easter time, and she's called Eastra. Yeah, it's my big time of year. Pretty mm. crazy. Um, also, her Celtic symbol is like an O shape with two sort of antenna coming off the top that arch outwards of the circle, both of them, which to me is either a womb or Devil. a bunny is. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, there are no confirmed links to her and hairs, but there are 
some links to her and hers that aren't yeah I don't know it's, it's kind of it seems to be like passed down wisdom that maybe wasn't written or someone about 150 years ago just made it up and now we just go for it and this is the story I shall tell ye now uh, <laughs> yeah, story yeah I love stories so the whole idea was the hare was originally a bird and it was most likely a swallow who served as a winged messenger messenger for Easter to herald the arrival of spring. However, the swallow was not equipped to deal with the harsh toils and climates, so Easter had to t- transform her into a brisk, quick-footed little quadruped with long ears, a warm furry coat and no tail to speak of, which is the Arctic hare. Mm. This is very interesting. Thank you, internet. Um, <laughs> Gina. oh sorry i'm sorry so now now she would be ready um, and able to summon belated spring which is Istra, from wherever she might be lingering and guide her safely even among the icebergs of the frozen north because uh, arctic hairs i will say also known for their incredible speed so yes every year in memory of her former existence as a bird the hare lays colorful eggs that are a symbol of the awakening of Earth and the renewal of life. So that's the idea. And it's in celebration because it's Easter's time to shine and everyone's praying to Easter for good crops and everything that her symbol and her little like magic animal friend is popping out eggs. Like I love it. Go girl. Yeah, I love it's it too. Actually, we could absolutely do away with the whole Jesus bit. Yeah, yeah it's very magical, perfect. isn't it? I like it a lot. And there and was it also makes sense with the seasons as well. It does. I mean, it, it, that's the thing is it, it's... It's more intuitive in a way. Yeah. Like the idea that you're worshipping as well something that is like unpicking winter from you and coming yeah. and bringing all of the good stuff. And it's kind of... Because why friend. do we like Easter? We like it because it's the point where chockey. it's just getting a bit warmer and there's chockey <laughs> and there's hope. Yeah. And there's a bloody bank holiday. Yeah. Two-day bank holiday. And Easter said... On this we will day. have Monday <laughs> off <laughs> and Friday and Friday. Did oh yeah? Did you both have Easter bunnies as a concept throughout your childhoods, or, or was it? Did it not? Did kind of. Really it was like, oh, has the Easter bunny been? I think yeah. Second fiddle. The parents would say that in a kind of just give them, give them a chance, give the kids a chance. Yeah, yeah. But I felt like Tooth Fairy. It was like Father Christmas, Tooth Fairy, then Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny was was quite a big big hitter in my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like much more so than the Tooth Fairy, which is interesting. Did you have those little yellow chicks? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was. I liked Easter because there were the little yellow chicks on the breakfast table. Yeah, and a chocolate egg. Mm. At my first, very first school, my primary school, we had an Easter hat parade. Oh. And I remember having chicks, the little chicks, hanging off my hat. My like an Aussie. Big. Like an Aussie, yeah, yeah. And we had Easter egg hunts. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we had those. But the, I guess the bunny would bring the eggs. Yes, well, the bunny is laying the eggs. The bunny's laying the eggs. Well, it's not a bunny, thing. it's a hat! <laughs> <laughs> I liked how when you had an Easter egg hunt, there were some that you didn't find. And then like a few weeks yeah. after, you'd yeah. see an Easter egg in the garden. But it would do that thing where the, well, if it was a mini egg, the it would be like white and splodgy because oh, all the dye foil. would have come off. Uh, did you only do foiled, foiled I think eggs? They were all foiled. We went for a real range. Yeah, I think we had quite the range. 
Very lucky we got a Kinder Egg. Oh, we oh, never God, got a Kinder Egg. You weren't allowed to take two. It was me and all the cousins. They were and my all brother. just the small ones like that. Yeah, just foiled and. But then we got an egg. We got like a larger egg each. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. The big you got, guy. You got the big yeah. egg. Smart. Nice with a mug. I think of Easter quite fondly. I think it's just quite a low stakes holiday. Like Christmas is so much Not for pressure. Jesus. Not for Jesus, bloody hell. He was two stakes. Oh, very good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not just a pretty face, is she? <laughs> Not even. Um, Not even. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Christ- there's Christmas is a big, there's, it's pressure. You know, oh, everyone's of it. Buckets yeah, of you have pressure. to hang out with lots of people. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Summer, so much pressure to be having a good time all the time. Yeah, but at least no one's watching you. But also, we don't have like a holiday in the summer. No, I suppose I'm thinking of like school holiday, like breaking yeah. up the year. Also, I have one more thing actually that it has also been suggested that Easter's lights, as the goddess of dawn, were carried by hairs, which is really sweet. I, I just like thought it was a nice hair. image. I love a hair. They're very cool. It's also very animals. cute that they sleep in like a little mm. nest. Yeah. And they're so quick and they thump their little feet. This is a customer announcement. In the event of a correction or addition to our hazy demi facts, please do slide into our DMs and we will address those in a bonus episode at the end of the series. I have chosen to do Lent purely because I kind of I'm always a bit like what is it and actually there's really not much to say um <laughs> so it's a it's a holy festival to start with and do we know how long it lasts ladies? 40, 40 days, days and 40, 40 nights very good and it kind of links into your section gina because <gasps> it <laughs> excuse you <laughs> <What>? <laughs> links into my section Ooh, where? <laughs> Ooh, where? um because it kind of is a precursor to the events that led up to the crucifixion. And does it end with Easter Sunday? Yeah, it does. Which is the Yes, because that's the egg thing. And then everyone can stuff down chockies. It was actually, it was eggs pre chocky Because you weren't allowed eggs during... Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, I won't yeah. give that away. <laughs> but then it, that's why part During eggs Easter, of... you weren't allowed eggs. There you go. Yeah. So then eggs were like a big ting at Easter as well. Okay, interessant. Interessant. And it's really all built around the time that Jesus spent in the desert. So he went, why Why did he go into the desert, yeah. you say? Yes. Well, he was baptised just shortly before and then... Wanted to dry off? Wanted to dry off. I don't really know. I think he wanted to test himself a little. I do re- recall an element of testing. Well, that does come, but he... I read that he was baptised by John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. and Good name for it. Then immediately <laughs> afterwards he goes into the desert. Couldn't tell you why. And when he's in the desert, he spends the time fasting. I thought you were going to say <laughs> fasting. <laughs> Depends what he's eaten before he goes in. Yeah. And because he wants to spend the time being spiritual and blah, 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 blah. Four days, four nights. <laughs> Don't look too deeply into it. Anyway. Okay, okay. Anyway, he's in there, and always oh, in there. Who should bloody come along? The devil. Yes. Is it? Yeah. It is. Satan himself Ooh. or herself, but in all the biblical teachings, it's a boy because they rewrite history and make it all about men. But they can have the devil. Yeah, true. The devil. But they kind of make Eve like devil woman. Yeah, don't true. They? Yeah. 
naughty girl. And she's tempted. Boy, is she. Yeah. So there's a lot of... Sexy snake. Sexy snake. Juicy apple. Juicy apple. (laughs) (laughs) It's repeating what you're saying because I don't have anything to say. It's turning fast into a children's (laughs) podcast. Sexy snake. (laughs) Juicy apple. (laughs) Oh, I'd love to do a children's podcast. Maybe that can be a spin. We're in it. You best start believing in children's (laughs) podcasts. (laughs) Missy Turner. You're in one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anywho, he, so Jesus is in the desert. He's yeah. been fasting. He's yeah. so hungry. 40 days, 40 nights. The devil comes along. Yeah. And is like, okay, well, if you're so hungry and you're really the son of God, why not just turn these here rocks into, <laughs> <laughs> into bread? Mm, and yeah. Jesus, obviously, that's if you're hungry and you can do that, like water and a wine, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Why wouldn't that's you want to do it? But he says, no, no, no. This is all about like ridding my life of temptation and reflecting on bad things that I've done and not going there again kind of thing. So he says no. And he doesn't turn the rocks into bread. Mm -hmm. Then the devil comes back and is like, okay, well, if you're really the son of God, then you would be able to jump off this really high pinnacle. I don't just says pinnacle in the wiki notes (laughs) and you'd have the angels break your fall. And he's kind of like prodding him and being like, you're not really the son of God, you big faker. Do these things to prove that you are. And Jesus is like, no, I don't need to do that, blah, blah, blah. And then the third temptation comes along. And three is quite a recurring number because Peter denies Jesus three times. So that's quite interesting that three just keeps coming up. Anyway, the third time the devil tempts him, he takes him up to... Why are you laughing? Sorry. The top of the it's, shard for it's a cocktail. Ha- <laughs> yeah. It's because your hand's on your hip. Yeah. <laughs> and your other hand is like, you look like you're being the devil in a very sassy camp way, and I love it. Anyway, yes, he takes him up to the highest point. Again, we're not really told what that is. We're just told it's, it's very the top of the shard. Top of the shard. <laughs> he takes him up the shard. And, <laughs> and that temptation he couldn't resist. Um, and he says... If you, all you have to do, <laughs> I've lost them. <laughs> Judas! Judas! <laughs> Judas! Judas! Who's the Judas of the group? Hang on. He's up the top of the shard. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's up the top of the shard. <laughs> and the devil says, look at all these kingdoms. And he shows him all the possible kingdoms in the, throughout the entire world. And he says, everything all the you, light touches. Everything <laughs> the light touches, yeah. From the top of the shard. From the gherkin to the London Peru. Eye. <laughs> <laughs> From the gherkin to Peru. Berlin. <laughs> All you have to do is turn away from God and worship me and you can be the ruler of all these kingdoms. And Jesus again says, no, thank you. And that's kind of Lent in a nutshell. That Lent is meant to symbolise a time of denying temptation and giving up your vices to like pledge allegiance to the Christian faith, basically. And it starts, well, the last day before Lent is Shrove Tuesday, mm. which is oh, Pancake Day. Great day. We know and love. And you, you're meant to get rid of all your naughty bits and use up all your eggs. Yeah. Pancakes. To make the pancakes. pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. Quick sidebar. A favourite pancake? Sweet well, yeah, lemon savory. and sugar. Nice. Wait, we're going, is it we're doing favourite pancake or favourite crepe? 
or oh, all crap. pancakes. I just picture crepe. I picture crepe. When you say pancake, <laughs> would you pick a crepe over a? Peter picked a pick when a you say pancakes. <laughs> when you say pancake, I'm I'm seeing crepes. I'm not. Are you thinking? You should like, get that I'm checked thinking, out. Thinking like. <laughs> The cheek of it. Mm. What else do you picture? Like an American diner pancake? Yeah, yeah. Nah. I made them last weekend. Blueberry. I'm shocked. I thought um, you would be a, a crepe girl. No, they're just a bit... Um, I like a crepe. I, I like feel them like all? they're a bit up their own arse. A little bit. Yeah. Do they're called really? crepes for crying out loud. Yeah, oh, yeah. God, here it comes. Uh, <laughs> Don't crepe get me by wrong. name. I'm partial by to, nature. A partial to a, an American-style yeah, so pancake. Yeah, but it's a wholly different affair. I mean, mm. if you talk to me about Show of Tuesday and you say pancakes, I'm you're thinking. I'm not saying I would make crepes. an American style pancake on a Show of Tuesday. I know you wouldn't. You're not on the. I made a crepe. Okay. I saw it. It was beautiful. I made a crepe. Sounds like we've got a Judas in the room. And now, so I now, am. Now, so Judas who in the is group. the Judas in the group? Because I think my a lot of my anxiety in life comes from this place in me that believes that I am a Judas or that I am perceived as one. I think we all have big Judas anxiety. Right. It comes back to the you, guilt Maybe thing. you the least, Marie. Which probably makes me the most Judas. But you are... But you do suffer with feelings of guilt. Yes. Which we've, we've touched upon yes, before. Yes, we have, yeah. In Guilty Pleasures! <laughs> episode <laughs> G! <laughs> but I think it's probably me. Really? I, I Not that I would ever do it, but, but we had to pick one. why do you one. think you are if you wouldn't do it? Just because... Because you've I got the you best chance are... of a career outside of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think that you two are less morally corrupt than me, maybe. Wow. I mean, actually, hang oh, on, not no. you. Come on. Jelly's probably Judas. <laughs> it's probably is going to be me, isn't it? Do you think I'm the least morally corrupt? You're the least Judas-y. I think no I'm offense, the... Jelly. I'm the easiest to... I could get wrapped up in something. Yeah. It, like, you're what? also a formidable liar. As in, not that you lie lots, but, but, but you're in... so good at it when you do. But, uh, but I can't lie about things that are actually important. Yeah. Like, also, I just have no fear that you would ever betray me. No, I really no, hope that I'm making you watch yeah, out for. the perfect. But, but I can see myself getting wrapped up in something that means that I kind of have to lie my way out, and then I'm so far into the lie, and then everyone's dead. Oh gosh. Right, but that settles it then. Well, I told a lie once, which, <laughs> which um, my friend and I, to another friend at school decided to say for no reason it was just one of those things that we were chatting shit and then it just snowballed we said that Kelly Rowland didn't exist and that um, the woman that people believed to be Kelly Rowland from the music videos and performing on stage was just a mime artist and that her voice was the first ever human voice to be generated by a, uh, by a machine and that was by R the Roland keyboard person. <laughs> That's so and, good. And it was just one of those strange lies that really took off and um, oh it was it was eaten up. I'm surprised that's not like an urban legend. Should be. Yeah, Maybe it, it will be, be after this. You used to kind of start a story off at school that then would kind of gather momentum. I remember putting <laughs> posters up around the school that my friend <laughs> going to the effort of printing out and designing a poster and putting them up around the school that my dear, dear friend Millie had uh, decided to host a Kath Kidston club after school <laughs> 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 and making a sign-up sheet. And then I remember walking past um, a couple of people like two years below us 
who were like looking at one of the posters and being like, oh my God, that's so lame. I can't believe she's doing that. And then, and then feeling so, but Mill took it like in such a wonderful way and was so good natured about it. But they were quite, and I did one about uh, another dear friend, uh, Eliza Bell, saying that she was doing, <gasps> Shout out. She'd, she'd written a book and was doing a dramatic reading of her autobiography and then listed some of the chapters, which were just so mean. Like, so really what we're looking at here is bullying. Is bullying, yeah. <laughs> so I am the Judas of the group, yeah. But now I'm spending my later years repenting, much like the Judas of the group. Um, back to Lent. <laughs> Five hours on. <laughs> yeah. All I've got is that Lent starts on Ash Wednesday. Um, <laughs> Newsflash! Hang on, sorry. People might not know. Wait that. a second. After Shrove Tuesday, yeah, comes Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Why is it called Ash Wednesday? Well, churches hold special services at which worshippers are marked with ash, which is a symbol of death and remembering bad things that we have done. Oh. And then, Bob, yeah, Bob ends Bridget. on Easter Sunday. Oh, oh wait, hang on. <laughs> technically, technically, That's not forty days and forty nights. Technically, <laughs> Sundays aren't counted in Lent so it actually lasts 46 days oh god that's exhausting mm. what also can I just say though the whole thing about <laughs> jiggling your sorry the whole the whole thing about Lent is it's all about just temptation 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 and in resisting temptation getting spiritual growth and obviously that's where the whole thing about giving stuff up for Lent comes from that's the big thing is that everyone talks about giving shit up for Lent. Yeah. And that's all to do with trying to be more Christ-like and turn away from temptation. Guess what the most is quite obvious. Most... Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> chucky. What most giving up item yeah. for Lent. No, the most yeah. chucky thing. Number two, social networking. <laughs> <laughs> How can you tell we're in 2023? I, I think the only thing I've ever given up successfully was crisps. Well, I was th- I was going to ask you, oh. what is there something that you always say you're going to give up and then you never do, or something that you have successfully given up? Um, Men, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've never given anything up for that. Have Lunch. you ever taken anything up? Women. Pancakes <laughs> every day of the week. My very last fact is that in 2013, giving up twerking was on the highest list of things that people had given up but it had fallen out of the top 100 a year later what because obviously twerking, twerking was such a big thing yeah but to give it up yeah that's all I got for you thank you so much for listening to the Easter special of A is 4 podcast we are delighted to have you as listeners if you've enjoyed what you've heard so far we'd be very grateful if you could leave us five stars on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts because it will boost our figures and our confidence like you wouldn't believe keep tuned on our social media channels for more treats coming your way and help us to beat Hannah from Traitors. <laughs> <laughs>